Welcome to Hippie Witch, magic for a new age. I'm your host, Joanna DeVoe, and this is a happy, hippie place where magic with a K meets the law of attraction. Hi, <laughs> thanks for joining me for episode 209 of Hippie Witch, Magic for a New Age. My name is Joanna DeVoe, and I am the kooky creatrix behind Kick-Ass Switch, putting the K in magic, and Hippie Witch, the show you are listening to right now. I also have a free ebook by that name, Hippie Witch, Peace, Love, and All That Good Shit, and you can pick up a copy of that at www.joannadevoe.com or back on the description page for this episode, back on blog, talk, radio. And I have to start today's show. It's been two weeks since I did a show for you here. I've been, I've done a couple in between on Patreon. But here, the last show had some wonky sound quality. So I apologize. I had no idea because I listened back. I'm pre-recording these now so I can listen back to check the sound. And it sounded hunky-dory to me because I was listening on my speakers. And I think a couple days went by. And some people in um, <laughs> the Psycho-Spiritual Wheel of the Year, that Facebook group, someone, some brave person, uh, she was like, you know, the sound was really weird on this last podcast. I uh, Did you record in mono? And she was saying it only came in one ear. And uh, and then some other people chimed in down below like, yes, I confirm it was weird. I agree. It was weird. <laughs> so it's like, what are they talking about? I went and listened to it. And it's a headphone thing. And it did record in mono. So one ear sounds great. If you want to go back and listen to it, listen to it with one ear or listen to it on speakers <laughs> because the other ear is like very quiet and echoey. And I'm not really sure why that happened, but it kept happening when I was testing it. So I have this kind of rigged up in a strange way today. I'll spare you the details, but um, I've figured out how to get around that. It's just a funky glitch. It's just a funky glitch. So carrying on, <laughs> if you didn't last, if you couldn't listen to the last episode because of that, but you want to hear what I was saying, just listen through speakers or one headphone. <laughs> Uh, this month's theme, in case you missed the mega vlog at the top of the month, is love. I'm talking about love in February. What a cliche I am. So many people talk about love um, because Valentine's Day happens this month. I'm not really talking about Valentine's Day kind of love. I will talk, I think, a little bit about self-love, but the main idea I have in my head that's inspiring me right now is... Loving your life, love of life, really like being in love with your own life. So that's, that's what I'm going to be thinking about and talking about. I have a special Valentine episode, speaking of Valentines, here for you where we will talk a little bit about um, self-love. That is an interview that I've already recorded and I know that it's awesome because I've already recorded it and I'm saving that as a little surprise, but you have something to look forward to in Valentine on Valentine's Day. Uh, so um, yeah, that'll air next week. February goes by fast uh, and so do these episodes when I ramble like this. So let's focus, 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 Joe, focus. Today I want to talk about wearing your insides on the outside. I want to talk about how 
What is going on inside of you is a re- is reflected in what's going on outside of you. That's what I mean by wearing your insides on the outside. This is going to be a very law of attraction-y episode. And it seems like whenever I talk at length about the law of attraction, I get emails or messages um, from people who have some concerns. And these people, they always seem to want to jump straight to child abuse or some unfair illness that has taken a loved one seemingly before their time because the main tenant of law of attraction is like attracts like. And so I kind of get accusations like, are you saying that these children are attracting this abuse to them? Is that what the law of attraction is saying? Because I just can't buy that. And I totally get where you're coming from if you think like that. Um, And I don't have a hard and fast answer for you. I don't know everything. Um, I don't know why we are presented with the challenges we are presented with and why some are so much harder, sadder, more devastating than others. Some teachers explain that our soul chooses to come into those situations for a purpose before we're even born. Others choose to believe it is karma for past lives. I personally personally claim to know nothing in that regard. Nothing. I'm not going to tell you how it is because I don't know how it is. I don't know why these things happen to certain people and not others. But I do know that once the thing has happened, the law of attraction is a magnificent tool for making the most of what you've got. All you've got is what you've got. And you can either take what you've got and sink into the swamp of sadness, a little never-ending story reference there. Um, You can sink into the swamp of sadness, accepting your fate as a victim. Or you can say, no, this does not define me. This happened to me, but it is not who I am. I define me. I am the master of my fate. I am the captain of my soul. (laughs) Um, So the example I always use when I'm talking about this is Viktor Frankl's book, Man's Search for Meaning. Viktor Frankl uh, is a Holocaust survivor and a thriver, you might even say. So if you're one of the people who have those deep concerns about this whole LOA, like attracts like biz, and why bad things happen to good people, I highly recommend checking out that book, and maybe that will help make some sense of this all for you. Another thing that comes to mind, I guess because it just happened, is that lumber commercial that aired during the Super Bowl. I didn't watch the commercials during the Super Bowl, but the next morning I was looking at them online and uh, it was it's interesting. It was interesting how I know those spots are very, very expensive, like crazy bajillions of dollars expensive. And it was interesting that these companies chose to alienate some of their potential fans by making a political statement um, to be extremely polarizing. And I I thought it was kind of beautiful in a way, too, that they were standing for what they believed in. But this one, the lumber commercial, it was the one with the Mexican mom and daughter. And they were 
we don't know why. I know a lot of Mexicans who try to come to America, they are fleeing areas where rape and murder is a daily occurrence. And there's a lot of violence and a lot of poverty, and they are hoping for a better life. So I guess we can assume that's what these two were running from. I don't know. Uh, I guess it's presumed. But the light that the little girl was carrying within her and the mother and daughter both, like they just had these little celebratory moments along their way, even though it was a fairly perilous journey through the desert. Um, You could tell that they were looking forward in anticipation of a better life. If you haven't seen the commercial, um, Google 84 Lumber's Super Bowl commercial. It's these a Mexican mom and daughter running for the border through Mexican deserts, apparently. Uh, uh, I am botching this big time, but um, I have a point. The ending, which I hear was edited out of the Super Bowl airing, so even if you saw it during the Super Bowl, I recommend checking that out online. Um, 84 Lumber's Super Bowl commercial. If you Google that, you'll see the unedited version, which there's a point. It was edited out, edited out apparently for the Super Bowl airing because it was a commentary on Trump's infamous wall. I think the ending was a very law of attraction kind of ending and that the hope that they held in their hearts and the light that kept them going forward was reflected in their outer experience. And that's all I'll say. You have to go Google it and watch if you haven't seen it yet. Um, But I thought that was a a very charming example of what I'm talking about here today. I think that, you know, once you're in a situation where something as horrible has happened to you or perceived to be horrible, I don't know. I don't get my mind too twisted up in those... I don't worry about that stuff too much. If something bad has happened to you, um, there's that choice point about what are you going to do? What are you going to do with it? Who are you going to be as a result of that? Um, so, for me, someone that moves in the spirit, let's say, of magic, the law of attraction, it's it's the hope that gets the refugee on the boat with their kids, willing to risk everything for the promise of landing on safer shores. It's the terminally ill patient who uses his disease as an opportunity to heal old old family wounds or to light up the lives of others with love, like the people that are helping him in the hospital or something like that. It's the abused child, to use that example that people love to use, (laughs) Uh, the most harrowing, heart-wrenching example, it's the abused child who grows up to be an advocate for children, to really make something spectacular of her life and stand up for those who don't have the strength of will or even the freedom to stand up for themselves. So I could go on and on and on, but really this is not meant to be the meat of the show. It's just an amendment thrown in for those of you who want to write in with the yes buts. Yes buts! Don't yes but me. (laughs) I am simply sharing here what I know to be true for me. If it happens to ring true for you, awesome. If not, that's cool too. You don't have to hop on board with my every perspective. And I do hold a law of attraction perspective. It is my belief that we wear our insides on the outside. And if you're out of touch with what's going on inside of you, you can look around outside of you and get a pretty good idea. 
The most common example I hear in the mainstream around this idea of wearing your insides on the outside is you'll hear people say that when you age, when you get up into your senior citizen years, you have the face you deserve, like the face that you earned with your life. So whether you spent your life in laughter or wearing a scowl, those expression lines will be etched into your skin as evidence of the life you have lived. Aside from that, I personally, I look more for the light in a person's eyes. That, to me, is far more revealing than a lifetime of wrinkles, (laughs) which I think genetics probably has a lot to do with, and plastic surgery, let's face it. (laughs) Um, And this certainly does not just go for the elderly, although it does seem to be a more jarring experience when you encounter an old person who seems to be laughing and smiling out their eyeballs. Like, have you ever encountered, I hope you've encountered an elderly person like that. I think it's a real experience, which tells me it's it's a rare experience. Um, there are people that are still delighted by life. They are still saying yes and letting it all in as opposed to the masses who's, their light, their light grows dim as they reach the end. Um, and, and they, they tend to like shut off a lot of people that way. So I always find it really inspiring when anyone, but especially a really older, an older person has that like light still, that smile, that yes. And that is like a physical bodily expression of your insides being reflected in your outsides. I want also... I don't know, I want to go further than just this example, obviously, to say, too, that the home you are living in, the car you drive, your job, your relationships, the way you dress, the way your body looks and feels, it's all you wearing your insides on the outside, which is very good news for those of us who are willing to look around every now and again and to take stock just to ask ourselves, do I like what I see? And how is this a reflection of what's going on inside my heart and mind? We can check in with ourselves like that. So it's like a very cool trick, um, an awesome secret for creating the kick-ass life of your dreams. If you don't know where you're at with your soul, with yourself, with this life, look around, look around, look at your outsides. If you continue to bump up against the same flavor of problem (laughs) with a variety of people or situations, you can be certain that something within you is revealing itself in the nature of those experiences. Your insides are showing on the outside, and that is a gift because it gives you the opportunity to change. It gives you the choice. I have already spoken about feng shui. Um both in that the recent interview I did with Benabel Wynn and then that last episode with the wonky sound that I was just talking about that was called Making Space and the Fear of Clarity. And I think that fear of clarity that I was talking about when I was making space in my own life and I was making space for some very specific goals and the clarity that 
that allowed me brought up a lot of fear and resistance because there was nowhere to hide. I couldn't hide behind my junk anymore. And that for me was this lesson of like, ooh, okay, your insides are showing on the outside, Joe. Like you liked all that junk there. You liked it because it was comfortable. And now that it's stripped away, you're being confronted with what it is you say you really want. Are you going to go for it or are you going to cover it back up with a bunch of junk so you don't have to look at it? If you don't know what I'm talking about, go back and listen to this episode. That's just the cliff note versions. Um, But I wanted to mention feng shui here too because feng shui is really the art of looking at your outside as an expression of your inside and vice versa. I don't know how many times I can get away with saying, as above, so below, as within, so without, before you all start throwing tomatoes at me, but I gotta say it again, because that's what this is about. (laughs) That's what this is about. As above, so below, as within, so without. It's true. And this is one of those points where witchcraft and the law of attraction, they actually see eye to eye, those two different communities. It's also one of the many reasons I personally see very little difference between the two, beyond the bells and whistles and whatever lore certain traditions ascribe to the how, the why is the same. The why is as above, so below, as within, so without. And I personally love that the how is open for interpretation. You can get as hippy-dippy, new-agey, or as full-on golden dawn as you want to be, and the what, if you are sincere, will be the same. Magic! Magic! Like attracts like. I mentioned this in the mega vlog. Let me grab this book here. Um, I, I shared a blurry uh, bit of footage of this book that I love, Saturn by Liz Green. Um, I got sucked back into Saturn one Saturday in January, and it was very fitting for me. I think Saturn is just going to be an ongoing guide for me. That's how it's been so far, and I learn a lot from contemplating this archetype, and Liz Green has some really interesting things to say in this book. It is, what is the cliff notes? A New Look at an Old Devil. This is an old book as well. (laughs) Um, But I shared the moment that what I want to share with you today happened. I like videotaped it, but I really didn't get into talking about it very much. So I'm going to read that again to you, the same thing that I read in the mega vlog with that blurry footage. Um, She says, (laughs) oh, this is, I'll, I'll read even more than what was in the mega vlog. It is worthwhile noting that we find him, Saturn, Satan, in the garden at the very beginning. We find Saturn playing Satan and offering the knowledge of the duality of good and evil in exchange for the bliss of unconscious ignorance. For those of you who don't want to look within or look without, as within, so without. If you don't want to see, if you don't know thyself, you can have the bliss of unconscious ignorance. But is it really bliss? I feel like you're paying the price for that unconscious ignorance. So this is the part that that applies to what I want to say today. The implications of Saturn as Lord of Karma particularly from the point of view that karma is simply the substance within the personality which attracts, 
circumstances in the outer world according to its inner quality. Hello! Hello, Liz Grain! I love that so much. That was literally the first time I read anything about karma and thought, yes, yes, I know this to be true. Every other definition of karma I have always pushed up against. And I don't think it was like a bratty resistance. I think I genuinely feel the definitions of karma that I've heard, they do not ring true. They do not feel right to me. There's just something about it that, especially, you know, this idea that the bad things that happen to us, that they're karma, it's payback for something bad that we did or, you know, in a past life, which is even worse because you're like, crap, I have no control of, over that. Like, I must have been a horrible person in a past life for all of these terrible things to be happening. I don't really believe that. And um, because I've had a lot of experience with betrayal in my past, too, you have those whole, you know, people want to say, karma's a bitch. Karma's a bitch, man. It's coming back on you. But I have seen um, <laughs> the people that have gone on, uh, you know, from betraying me or hurting me or or whatever, you know, my victims saying they did this to me, they've gone on to lead pretty all right lives. I haven't seen karma be a bitch to them just yet. <laughs> so... <laughs> Um, I don't know. None of that rings true for me, but this does. And uh, karma is simply the substance within the personality which attracts circumstances in the outer world according to its inner quality. That feels true for me. It's more about cause and effect. It's more about what is inside of you is being reflected outside of you. You're wearing your insides on your outside, as I keep saying. So I suspect that that will forever be my definition of karma. I felt a major click when I read that. And it was a, it was very much in alignment with these beliefs I have around the law of attraction. The law of attraction is something I want to say, too, that I believe in because I've experienced it repeatedly. It's an ongoing practice for me. I'm not perfect at it by any means, but I am fully convinced of the power of this basic magical law and it works for me. And when I kind of like stray away from it, I'm not really working, you know, working with it in a conscious way, <laughs> things can get a little wacky and I'll always go right back to it because that's when things start going smoother. I find myself like falling back into the flow in a very pleasant way. And I love too that this law can be worked from the outside in as well, like we're, I was saying with uh, feng shui, for example, or maybe dressing for the job that you want. Daniel Laporte, I think this must have been a truth bomb because it was just like a little like short sentence that she posted somewhere last year. And when I like things that people say when they like click with me, I write them down on post-its and I either stick them in my book or... I stick them next to like where I sleep. I have this little wall. This one made the wall. <laughs> it's not really a wall. It's the side of my um, nightstand. <laughs> it made the, the nightstand. But she said, love what you want. 
Love what you want. And I just, I don't know why that felt profound to me. Maybe it seems very obvious to you, like, duh, yeah, love what you want. You want it, so you must love it. (laughs) But do you? I don't know. Like, what kind of energy are you putting into it? Are you pushing it away with a lot of doubt, with a lot of lamenting other people that have what you want, like the lamenting the fact that they have it and you don't? And are, are you, you know... Does wanting that thing bring up a lot of excuses for it? And how do you love what you want? Like that sent me on a whole journey. And I think you love what you want by making space for it, by getting excited about it. I want, I want one of those floral, old-fashioned looking turntables. I have an awesome vinyl collection. I also already have a turntable, a fancy one, a nice expensive one. And I want what, because I'm super girly, I want one of those, um, Crowsley, I think is how you pronounce the brand. It's like, it looks like an old-fashioned suitcase and you open it up and they come in different colors. And I want a super girly floral one. And um, it's just a very silly, it's just a thing I want. It's just a thing I want. So I have made space on this, uh, I don't know what to call it, this table that I have in my dining room. I have made space because I want the thing and I'm excited about it. And I love to like go through my record collection and think about the the records that I will play on my new record player and um I'm loving what I want. Like, I already love it, and I don't even have it yet. You'll hear this in feng shui when um, a feng shui expert will tell you, you know, if you're single and you want to bring in a new lover or your soulmate even to make space for them. Like, make sure they that there's space in your bed, that your bed is not piled up with books and papers like mine is. <laughs> make sure that there's a proper nightstand with a light and a space for that person to exist. And um, that's one way of loving what you want. You can, whatever it is, um, if it's a new car that you want, you'll hear people that uh, talk about the law of attraction, you know, attracting a, a fancy car into your life. You go to the car a lot and you actually take the the car you want for a test drive and you enjoy the shit out of that test drive. <laughs> and... Um, You know, you take the brochure home and you look at it and you love it. You enjoy the dream of it. Whatever it is that you want. These are just examples. Um, You know, you act as if it's on its way. And you get into a place of delight where you're like delighted. You're in love with the knowing that it is on your way. And then the trick here, the trick to maintaining that vibration, so to speak, is to be in love with what you want while at the same time loving what you have. And uh, that is an awesome insight because a lot of people will get to where they're so checked out of their their current life because they're so focused on the life that they want to have that they're not even enjoying the life that they do have. And in that way, they continue to push their desire out. Like you have to love what you've got. You have to love where you are. You have to love your point in the journey to stay in the direction that you want to go and really just do it for your own sake. (laughs) Don't waste a day of your life hating your life and wishing away the life that you have. 
regardless of what the life is that you have. Um, there's, there's a quote that I shared this morning um, in that private Facebook group from Abraham Hicks. I altered it a little bit because it was very Abraham-y. <laughs> I very slightly edited it just so it felt a little more flowy and modern. But um, I wrote it down to read it to you also because it illustrates what I'm saying here. When you get into that place of feeling appreciation of where you are and who you are, and you accept that you are a never-ending, always-unfolding being, then you can stand in that delicate balance of being optimistic about what is to come without being unhappy about where you stand. Find a way of eagerly anticipating future changes while at the same time you are in love and satisfied with who, what, where, and how you are now. Love what you want, but also love what you have. That's the secret. (laughs) That's the ticket. Um, And if you love this show, if you love these episodes, I hope you will leave me a very nice review on iTunes. That would be awesome. That helps more people find the show. And if you want more Hippie Witch, if you want more of these episodes, I am making three bonus episodes a month For the people who support me on Patreon, it's only five bucks a month. You also get two videos every month for doing that. Um, And we got a nice little community growing there, which is awesome. So uh, I hope you're enjoying February. Stay present. Stay present to the February. It's the shortest month of the year. So let's love the heck out of February. And until we meet again, much love to you. Peace.